right, welcome back. Welcome back to Green Box Gaming plays Delta Green Impossible Landscapes. My name is Joe. I'm going to be your handler for this operation. And I'm joined by three extremely competent, professional, real-life Delta Green agents. Um, though now, since I've said that, they'll probably have to be eliminated. Uh, mm -hmm. But in this fiction, they are playing our characters here in Delta Green. I'm joined by Brad, playing Hank Ellis. Hello. U.S. Marshal. Howdy. I'm joined, I'm joined by Dace, playing Benji, historian and a cult, not even dabbler, I'd say, a cult expert. Hold on, a cultist. Just a cultist. And then, of course, by our good friend, Jean, playing Benedict, journalist and, and ardent and enthusiastic Hello. destroyer of machines. Oh. Favorite pastime next to yeah. our bells. I imagine I imagine Benedict just goes to like I don't know, like a Best Buy with a baseball bat and just starts obliterating all of the laptops <laughs> that are like on display, like all the printers and all the laptops. His favorite, just... Yeah, his favorite movie is just the off baseball bat to the mm. printer oh yeah yeah that scene office space office space right yeah. right right it's a classic Sorry. have you guys ever worked in a like a cubicle farm slash office space kind of environment like that really cliche corporate environment where everyone has a little cuticle cubicle and isn't allowed to have any pictures of your loved ones anything like that have you guys ever yes done that? Nope. Yep. The internship like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was what was that? What was the internship like? Was it? Uh, did you feel? Did you go away every day feeling like you lost a little bit more of yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Not fun. Did you join a Checking club diary. that fights after hours? <laughs> yeah. An after no. hour Nothing fighting else. club. Yeah. I was saying Nothing. that. I mean, I think I said this to someone I forgot, but when I did have a job like that, I was like, I knew it was time to change something because everything Tyler Durden said was like having like, I was like, well, that sounds like a good idea, actually. It was like really resonating with yeah, you. Yeah, like I was like, man, this is a really good movie. Like This, this documentary is great. Why can't, let's do this movie. <laughs> it's like a set like, putting alcohol like, hey, have you heard knuckles. of this? Day. Yeah, like you like go to someone else like, hey, have you heard of this self-help uh, movie called Fight Club? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like, like, I guess like, I, I guess like really fighting against because like in that situation, you're so depersonalized that you really just feel like you have to fight for every inch of yourself. You know, on the other. So it's one of those things where the grass is always greener on the other side. Mm. I've had nothing but, or for the past like six years, nothing but blue collar jobs like cabinet making and welding and stuff. Right. And the idea of sitting in an air conditioned desk all day sounds like a fucking dream to me. <laughs> like, especially with summer rolling in. Like, it's already yeah. to the point where I'll sweat through my shirt multiple yeah. times daily, and it's not even close to peak summer. No, no, no. Yeah, there's definitely something to be enjoyed about it. I know when I was when I was in the military I did spend a lot of time uh, doing office type work 
Uh, but at the same time, like I, there were all those times you'd be out in the field for a few weeks at a time. You'd be like, man, oh man, the ability to just go home at the end of the day and the ability to sit inside an air-conditioned space and eat food that's not from a bag. Yeah. Sounds nice. <laughs> I mean, so Delta Green agents have kind of like the best of both worlds, you know? They can, got some office stuff they're doing. Yeah. They're going out in the field sometimes. Um, yeah. When you think like, about it. There's a little Delta bit Green, There's a little bit of that completely... I don't know. Like I feel like their sanity is being affected from both sides. From the extremity of the of the unnatural and the incredible, like just scheduled grinding, soul grinding normalcy. I mean, there's no perfect the job. job, Joe. But can we agree, being a Delta oh. Green agent is way better than being an office employee in corporate America? Oh, that's an interesting question. So I know in the past we've <laughs> talked about if we were Delta Green agents, like what your specialty would be. But yeah. here's a question. If Delta Green came to you and asked you to be an agent, would you? Would you? Oh, man. I mean, I kind of like the A-cell. If I could do that and eat sandwiches, that sounds pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty fishy <laughs> gig. Answering calls. Telling people and... they can't have RPGs and <laughs> right. eat sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be... Oh, God, that would be... uh. I don't know, like, because I guess, like, the way I think about it, because in, like, the lore of Delta Green, the people that they recruit to be agents, they're not, they, like, they don't just go out and find people who are super good at stuff and say, you're a, you'd be a good agent. Typically, the way you get recruited is you are doing your regular thing, whatever that thing is, and you get exposed to the supernatural or to the unnatural, and then they recruit you because you basically haven't lost your shit. <laughs> like, that's how you get tested is by having an in vivo exposure to the unnatural and not dying or going insane. Um, mm-hmm. So would I guess you? it's like that. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I was back at that office job, then yeah, now, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, John? No, I'm already too full hat for that shit. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's... Every time we start up, I'm like, Jean, take that stupid fucking thing off your head before we go on camera. <laughs> Never like does. The 5G, the 5G waves makes, can't... Like, you'll be fine. It makes me look pretty. <laughs> you, can, you can have three hours worth of 5G. It's not going to kill you. Come on. <sighs> Say that now, Joe. Right. Well, you guys want to jump back in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, let's do it, dude. Let's do it. Okay. It's a, it's a, a weird vibe, but all right, cool. Do we, uh, do we have job? Like we mentioned, I think we did like a bit of a recap on what Delta Green is and what's different from D&D. And one of the things is like you actually have a vocation. You have a job that you have to hold down in between the right. rest of the, the shenanigans. We don't really look at that too much. And I just assume at this point we're retired because we're so old. Oh yeah, this particular party is full of people who are all in their 60s. With except of Benji, who I think is in his... I think he's like... 40s? Or 50s? 48, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know, like, I think the what we had said, like, when we went back and did the 20-year home scene, I think we had said that Hank, like, has basically become, like, an artifact of the past, kind of hanging out in the, in the Marshal's office. 
like a consultant um, yeah type thing benedict has some private business he's doing to make money um while also kind of working you know like at the uh what was it the new york post or whatever it is that you're working something like that yeah um and then benji has I mean, he's just, like, playing music and, like, does some adjunct teaching at a little old place called Miskatonic University. Mm. Yeah. Gigging yeah. and teaching, man. Just gigging and teaching. All right. So here we are. 2015, Boston. Uh, you guys are here, and we are trying to look into um, what has happened with originally you guys were recruited to look into the disappearance of these Delta Green agents from this um, from this uh, this psychiatric facility and when you guys you guys basically learned that there was some foul play you couldn't trust your um, your briefing officer anymore you ransacked his house and have found recently after you know coming in contact with some unnatural um, machine monster almost dying you guys have come into contact with some uh, you guys have come into contact with some interesting things you last time you found this small door in Barbara's house that seems to actually connect to the bookshop where you guys had been previously um, and as you began to dig into the phone that you found you discovered a few things you were uh, the person who's been texting the owner of this phone is apparently named Ophelia Citri, which immediately set off alarm bells for you guys as being the name of one of these demons. Which is interesting because I think that one of you guys had said, man, it's really weird. It's like, that's not a coincidence that Barbus used the cover name Marbus for himself. Um, you guys then found out that uh, the someone had called this phone uh, and it was a, a DEA agent uh, also in the, in the Las Vegas area lastly you guys found that this person has called the Dorchester facility at least once and that they were apparently staying at a little place called the Boxer Hotel in Boston which is where you guys are located um, there's something I need to walk back here something you know what I'll walk it back when we get there because I don't want to spoil it right now uh, but there's something that I should have given you guys I should have told you about previously we're going to hit it when we when it becomes relevant but uh, hey I'm not a perfect person I'm certainly not a perfect handler that's for damn sure and we never said you were and you never said no one <laughs> you never meant to do those that. things to us right. <laughs> so such oh, a safe space <laughs> Such a safe space. We are here. You guys have made it to the Boxer Hotel. And you are... Uh, and you're sitting outside. You also went and got an angle grinder. Um, yes. So that's now... But you, if you want to put that on Benji's... Uh, oh, it's on there. Inventory, it's already... You <laughs> bet your ass. The angle grinder, two batteries, and a charger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All that stuff in the trunk. Uh, does actually, actually, does he have the skills to use this thing, or is this just more aspirational from uh, no, real life? I think being in... Hank is probably like the one that would have that knowledge. He seems like an 
an all-around um, dude. But uh, I'm still. Uh, what? Sorry, I'm. I've been thinking about something for the past, after, ever since this Joe did this intro thing. What's that? I don't know how to bring this up in character, so I'm just gonna say it like. As, what if like these like demon? Okay, so he was like codenamed Morbus. Mobus, what was it? Marbus. Marbus, which is a demon we figured out, or Benji said yep. something like that. This other woman is something uh, of the other demon name. We never got to find out. Uh, we never saw someone that went by a person in some capacity, do we? We didn't, right? I, be I believe there was an instance in which, in 1995, after Jeremy had been mind whammied, uh, that you guys saw a figure walking across right. the street that looked to we be a homeless We saw that, but man. we never, we never met a person like like this person in Nevada that had like the name person in some capacity or one. Nothing you know of. Like, what if they're not actually demons, but they're like, like high ranking people in this like society, and they go by these demon names. Whatever like this, yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. And I'm the asshole with a foil hat. Look at yourself, Brett. <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking it through. Like and then we had this weird thing with him where like Benji like killed him or saw his face when he was stabbing mm. the goat. Uh and then there was a woman in his house that we haven't found out yet, and this guy this demon can like sh shape shifts or so. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Things are not looking great. <laughs> I think we can all agree, things are not great. Yeah. All right, let's get back to what we're, we're talking yeah. about the grinder. I, I, I have another question. It's more backfilling. What happened to Gravedigger? Did we take Gravedigger with us? Because I'm very attached to Gravedigger. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> the the remote control car with the... Uh, with the With the, uh, <laughs> the GoPro on it. <laughs> <laughs> I will assume you have Gravedigger. And by the way, I have been listening back recently yeah. to the entire series. And originally, you guys were supposedly had had a Mini Cooper, which was the car you're using to get around. <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, I think we've walked that back and said that you guys Somebody are is. probably just uh, have a sedan. You know, Somebody's not doing their job with continuity. A regular old sedan. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. So here you guys are. You guys are. I'm gonna say you're parked out in front of um, the Boxer Hotel in Boston. Um, what would you What would you like to do? Well, I reckon we go in here and ask for. Uh... Whoa, whoa! Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. You guys hear me? Yes. yes. Oops, sorry. Yep. I unplugged my headphones. I lost. Oh. I also stopped the audio because I thought the audio had stopped. Sorry. Go ahead. I'll uh, ask you again. I, Joe gets excited very quickly. Even it just... seems like there's a lull in the action, but Joe is fucking. He's there. He's excited. High energy levels. Yeah, you know me. Okay, sorry about that. Oh, uh, what were you guys saying? <laughs> well, Hank and characters are saying I reckon we'll just go in here and. First off, try to ask for Barbus. See if there's anyone. Well, what if we uh, flash our badges and ask for the records and see if we can find somebody with the phone number and the records? 
Mm-hmm. Well, his text said to ask for him at the Boxer Hotel if anything was to happen to him. Might be a code. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. All right, let's do it. Maybe, uh, maybe just one of us needs to go up. I don't yeah. know. If three people coming in asking for Exeter will be as convincing. Well, I think that it's. I think the idea of too of like of you guys gonna have I think you're on the right track with like hey maybe we could use our our FBI credentials because you guys have badges and stuff you know yeah so yeah who's uh so who's going in and, and what do you say I guess I'll go in does anyone want to follow me or what do we then she'll go place? in undercover yeah. as a tourist <laughs> okay. It's got like a Hawaiian yeah. shirt on. Yeah. Um, he pulls a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> out of his back. Range coat uh, as well. Yeah, you, have like a, you have like a big camera around your neck, and you're like taking pictures of everything. Yes, yes. Benedict's Hank will have going his in pistol with, on him. Yeah, Benedict's going in with his monster truck friend on his head. No, no, don't be ridiculous. No, of course <laughs> not. Just <laughs> holding <laughs> a monster truck. Just and holding it. He may play with it in the lobby. Um. All right. All right. I want everyone to give me a quick intelligence check. Tell me what you get. Benedict succeeds. Hank fumbles seventy-seven. And Benji gets a success. Thirteen under seventy-five. You guys are thinking. You know, I'll say, like, you guys are walking up, and Benji's, you know, maybe as Benji's put, pulling on his uh, Hawaiian shirt. Um, you're thinking about, you know, or maybe you guys are kind of chatting as you're in the car or, or out in the parking lot, wherever you are getting ready. You say something about, you know, it's just weird that's, you know, it's a Las Vegas, you know, a Las Vegas area code. You know, that that seems like, like, why, why, why it's so far from here. Like, what's even going on? And I think Benji and Benedict, around the same time, you guys have a, a realization, a memory. You remember something in the past, you know, something that had happened previously that you had seen previously that had something to do with Las Vegas. You both kind of, as you're talking about this, and you know, maybe you're both like, you know, what is it? What is it? We've seen so like, what, Michael Whitworth, Las Vegas. It's Michael Whitwer, whose airline airline ticket was marked from Las Vegas. You also remember what he said to you in the night floors. My name's Michael Whitwer. I'm DEA. Oh, yeah. I'm with the program. Did we just get a phone number for Michael? Holy shit. Rippy stuff. Yeah. So maybe. And maybe. God, yeah. maybe we should phone him. Maybe let's see where this leads, and then we might give him a call. And I mean, what what do we say to him? We saw you die fifteen years ago. That's <laughs> <laughs> a cold opening, but I yeah. work. Well, keep keep in mind the phone number, the DEA number that you got out of the phone. The incoming number was not for Michael Whitworth. It was for Ruben Hardwick. Uh, okay. So okay. different person. I messed that up. Fair enough. Thank But he was in the DA. Yes, but he was also in the DEA. 
Okay. So yeah, one we of these, one smart. of those. <laughs> we are smart. Um, hey, we did it. <laughs> so either the text, or maybe that's a different name for him. I don't know. One of those possibly goes to him, who's yeah. part of the V cell, right? Vega cell or something like that. Um. All right, I guess I'll walk up to the desk. Say, uh, hello there, sir. Or madam. What do uh, I see? Hello. Uh, it's, you see an androgynous person who's hard to say, so you can just <laughs> say hello. Uh, ah. That's... Yes. Uh, I'm that. looking for uh, you. I'm looking for a uh, Dr. <laughs> Barbus. Uh, the person, uh, tells you, he's like, says, uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, sir, I, uh, I'm, I'm not really sure. Uh, Dr., Dr. Barbus is, uh, is it a guest? Are, are you a guest, sir? That's, uh, what can I, what can I do with you? What can I do uh, for you? I was told to meet a friend here, and he said, uh, he was staying at the hotel. He said just to ask for him at the front desk. Um, maybe he's oh, going I... under an... Another I don't name? have anything here. I don't have a note. Um, mm. He's like looking around. He's like he like maybe maybe like like pulls up a you know like a, a little book and flips through it. No, I, I and uh, you know and runs runs finger down the page. No, I, I don't see anything here for a barbus. I'm I'm sorry, sir. By the way, are you introducing yourself as law enforcement at this point? Not or, right or away. Or okay. Um. Perhaps, uh, sorry, what was the other name, the demon name he was going under? I keep forgetting. Marbus. Perhaps some Marbus. He sometimes goes under that. Uh, no, that's just a silly, weird pronunciation of Barbus with an M mm. instead of a B. So <laughs> I don't have anything <laughs> like that. Um, I'll be sure to tell him that, you, uh, sir. All right, you're going to make me roll, I see. Um, let's see. What do I want to roll? If you want to, and if you want to use your law enforcement clout, I'll give you a plus twenty. You'd kind of to throw your weight around. All right, bureaucracy with a plus twenty. Does that uh, sound? I really think it's probably persuasion, isn't it? Not really okay. navigating a bureaucratic system here. I don't know what this place is. Uh. Okay. Success. Nice. One. Okay. Under seventy. Yeah. So this uh the person says you know like oh you know, you know um, officer I would I would I would love to help you um, I I thank you very much for your your service to our country and you know and which is kind of a, a weird a weird way to thank somebody uh, an officer of the law but it's like. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I, you know, we we really value, uh, you know, those in your line of work here at the Boxer. And, but I, I mean, I would love to tell you, uh, but I I just I don't see that name. And here, let me check the registry. And you know, pulls up the computer real quick. I'm sorry, sir, I just don't see anyone by that name. What did and the text say possible. specifically? Can I can said, I go back? To yeah. So you can you can go out there to um, you know. If, if Benedict's like standing by and I assume Benji is off to the side ooing and eyeing at you know the wall and taking pictures a big of it a pair of binoculars just looking at shit <laughs> fascinating no 
They're like those tiny binoculars that people wear at operas. And they're like on the stick. <laughs> yeah, like, sure. Why the fuck not? This city is still history. My way to go on the historic whale watch. Anyway. Um, you you go over to Benedict, you know, or you guys have a confab. What are you going to ask them? Um, what is Hank going to ask? Hank, what? you seemed you seem very soft there. You need to throw your weight around. You need to talk to the manager. Ask for the management. Why don't you show them how it's done, bit? <laughs> he goes on. Well, what did the text say? I just want to know what the text said specifically. Again. The text said, you know, if something happens to me, uh, come find me at the Boxer Hotel. Um, and I thought, now I'm thinking about it, it's, uh, it does have a room number. It has a room number. That would have been good for you guys to know. Oh, okay. No, so, pardon me. Um, Hank, well, you idiot. Because it has a room number. <laughs> it's right here. Oh, how could I? You moron. Forget, moron. Forgotten Get this information that you. was never told me. You, uh. Madam, <laughs> madam, sir. Sir, madam. Madam, sir. You there. Are you in charge of it? Easy, bed day. Yeah, sure. I'm the... I, I, I own the place. I own the place. <laughs> you own the place? Good God. All right. Well, listen, our friend, Mr. Marbus, which is not a city name, I heard you. Not a silly name, it's his name. He told us very specifically, if there's trouble, we need to ask for his name. Stop fucking around and tell us what he told you. Sir, madam. Jesus. Stop fucking around. <laughs> Just stop fucking around um it's too old what you find i would say that you don't they don't know anything what you're talking about they literally have no idea what in god's name you were going on about about they've never heard this name never heard marvis they've never heard barbus they just haven't um if you ask about um if you ask about the um about room 616 which is the room number you are brought to or they say uh, they pull it up really quick and they say oh uh, yeah I I see it uh, here uh, you're looking for oh oh yes uh, oh I'm sorry I I should have I should have thought about that I there yeah there's this are these uh, is let's see, is Agent Vega a uh, a professional uh, an acquaintance of yours? Yes, yes. He already yes. came here. He's already come here looking for him. Okay, he's in the room now. Yes, uh, that's exactly who we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I have a room. I have room sixteen. I'm so sorry. I have room sixteen. A room six one six. Um, rented out for uh, let's see I have I have a, a few people listed here um, Jesus I'm with it already I, 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 I apologize um, I have <laughs> uh, Agent Vega Agent Venus and Agent Victor here oh wow that's funny they're, that's fun they're all they're all V names that's uh yeah i have them here in a uh, room 616 uh, well uh, thank you uh 
thank you so much. We'll be heading right up there, and uh, we appreciate your service at this establishment. And we will not be leaving a tip. <laughs> well, you're not you're not paying customers, so I wouldn't imagine you do. Well, uh, but it's good to know uh, that we won't reason. be receiving something that we weren't thank you looking very much. forward to. On with your day. Well, uh, thank you, sir. <laughs> Are you guys gonna wrangle the uh, Benji with you and head upstairs? I would just like to point out once again that charisma, Benedict's highest stat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, uh, the the three agents that are missing. Do we know their code names? You don't. Okay. Okay. Doesn't Vega ring a bell? Isn't that Michael Whitwer's? Yeah, code that's name? Michael Whitwer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So he's basically. It. Who knows how long these? I guess we could look at the date as how long these texts have been there's been time in between the texts, but basically he's here looking for Barbus. Yeah. Well, um, let's head up. I'm okay. Trying to thank, uh, fellows, uh, I don't know. This is a bit of an awkward situation with, uh, uh, seeing this man's death 15 years ago, presumably, presumed death, uh, I don't know how we should address this. This is going to be three Delta Green agents in here, just like us. Well, we don't know they're here, and if they are, we don't necessarily have to bring up the fact that the floor opened up and swallowed them whole. We could be a little bit tactful, you know? Yeah, best not to to dwell on the past, future, present? The future, Uh, if you will. (laughs) Future? (laughs) The future past. I like also in Marvel Combat comics, Earth six one six is the main timeline of the uh, Marvel universe. <laughs> I don't know if that uh, is in relates to anything. I, I didn't take you for a Marvel man. I yes, figured that is you all about some DC. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And the, you the, I think the DC guy in the Marvel universe, I think it is like Earth six one six is like the main timeline. Yeah. Oh, you'd be a, a Batman guy. You guys are having this conversation as the elevator uh, climbs to the sixth floor. <laughs> um, Benedict is getting grave digger. <laughs> does not seem to be doing well. Is that going to be one of his bonds now? What if we just knock? We just knock on the door, and if someone opens it, they just see Grave Digger there, and we're like looking around the corner. (laughs) 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 All right, you guys make it to the sixth floor. Um, It's the top floor of the Boxer Hotel, and you head down the hallway. Um, as you do, you uh, you guys are kind of like. Maybe you guys are strategizing or talking like, well, what do we say to him? Like, you know, what do we, you know, what do we, you know, no, I, I've never liked the Superman, Batman group. You know, I'm more of a, more of a Spider-Man guy myself, you know, or whatever the conversation is that you guys are having. And you, as you're walking, you kind of realize, oh, we must have missed the room. You turn back. And you miss the room again. 
On one side of the hallway are even numbers, and on one side of the hallway are all the odd numbers. It's not abnormal. Um, on one side, it goes from 611-1215-1719. And on the even side, you guys are walking. I don't know. It, it's kind of hard to imagine, but 612-1418-20. It seems that 616 is missing. I want to make something else uh, this is not the same hotel that we were looking for that wasn't there and then we found that library this is not that same hotel correct am i making you sense heard, you've heard of the term you remember in the night floors in 1995 you were told about hotel broad alvin yeah that was a different mm-hmm. one. and that was as far as you know okay. the one you were looking for gotcha um yeah so you guys are looking back and forth and it you know you guys do this a few times and this is where this is where that uh this is where me missing something comes into play what I was talking about earlier when you guys had taken agent Exeter Dr. Barvis into custody well used with air quotes into custody Mm-hmm. And you'd patted him down and discovered one of the things that you had found that I forgot to tell you because I missed it in the book. Hank, you found a key. A metal, old school type key. Not like a, a modern house key, like an old school kind of skeleton key with a big letter B on the end of it. And you would drop this in your pocket. About this time, as you guys were looking for this door, Hank, you reach down and you grab that key and pull it up and hold it up in front of you, looking at it. And right as that happens, Benedict, you turn around. Bam. Room 616. What? Hell? Well, you... We're, we're, probably, we're probably getting old. Guys. Yeah, that's gotta be it. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. I'm you just gonna... see... You see the room, and the thing is, is the door, I mean, it looks like the other doors in the room. It fits in seamlessly, except this door does not have a key card. All the other doors, like most modern hotels, have key cards on the doorknobs. This one has no key card. It only has a keyhole. So we're all packing heat, right? Like, we got our pistols at least. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let's not... One sec. Hank, put, put away again. Let's let's quickly run an experiment. Let's close our eyes. Put that thing away. All right, I'll just put it in my pocket. Okay, the room doesn't there. disappear. Oh, the, the room's still there. Magic, orange Good lord! <laughs> it was easy to look over. I'm not gonna analyze it too much. Uh, let's not think about it too much. Yeah. Uh, doesn't look like anything to me. <laughs> Yeah. All right, fellas. This well, is it. You know this. We you know, know this to apparently be the location of Agent Vega and two other agents. Let's Give try to. Right. The agents. Yeah. Did we knock? No, I saw this in one of them Harry Potter movies. Watch this, fellas. He takes a running, just a running start, <laughs> runs into the door. Do you <laughs> actually? 
No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you're sure. All right. All right. Um, I'm gonna open it and stop acting silly. This is serious business. Oh, very serious. We saw a man very, die very 15 serious. years ago. We have a chance to save his life and other agents. Serious. But, serious. So serious. <laughs> Grave digger right, agrees. Hang oh. <laughs> Get that out of here. <laughs> he slaps it out of his hands. I've had enough of this. I'm breaking down. Shut up. <laughs> Benji stomps on Gravedigger to get back at no! Benedict. They're smashing the no! Oh, no. Have you done that? All right. This is what you wanted. Hey, the, door the door is opening. Okay. <laughs> I've removed Gravedigger from my sheet. All right. <laughs> you, you open the... You open the door, and you see in front of you a fairly um, innocuous-looking hotel room. Um, there are... It looks like it is a hotel room that is currently occupied. There are, you know, some some personal belongings and things lying around. Um, and as you... Uh, you know, as you kind of ease in, you know, you open the door, and no one immediately you know, for instance, comes out to see you and see who the hell is entering the room. It appears to be empty. You glance into the bathroom real quick, which is right there by the door, and you see um, you see that it is um, clean, and, you know, there might be like a toothbrush laying there or something, you know, or, or three toothbrushes, rather, and you see that it's clean, and there are white towels with beautifully embossed letter B's on them. And these bees not only match the, uh, not only do they not match the boxers hotels kind of type font, they match the key. And if you remember back to that picture of Asa Darabondi standing in front of the hotel, mm -hmm. they seem to be very similar to that, to that, uh, that color. So, yeah. Um, we might, this, this hotel might be a link to that hotel. Which is a hotel yeah. he built, just like the art, uh, the apartments that link to the night floors. Yep. Yeah. You see, there are several. Um, you see, there are, like I said, there are some personal effects like laying around. Um, it looks like you know some duffel bags, like some travel gear, you know, pretty normal kind of stuff. And there is a curtain on the far side that looks like where the window is, there's a curtain and the curtains are drawn. And besides that, you will need to kind of... I guess I'll kind of leave it to you guys. Well, Hank looks through their duffel bags. Well, sure there's nobody the curtains. Alright, you begin to... Um, you begin to leaf through the duffel bags. It looks to be pretty much clothes. Um, you see clothes and kind of personal effects and that kind of thing. You don't see any, um, you don't see any wallets. You don't see any documents. You know, maybe you see like another, maybe you see like another, um, or actually not like a stub, but you know, like around the baggage, the handle of one of the baggage is, you know, like an airline ticket that looks like whoever this was came into the area, you know, flew from another city in the United States uh, into Boston International. Um, 
probably let me see um uh, probably in late june so yeah what is what does benedict i mean benji see when he opens the curtains it's interesting you say that <laughs> benji you walk over the curtains you place your hands between them grasp on to the the, the beautiful oh, svelte luxurious curtains and rend them asunder to reveal a wallpapered wall that is the same as everything else around it but there is a window sill there is like the outline of a window but inside where glass should be is just more wall and what pray tell time of day is it good sir is pray tell we will say god i don't know it's daytime we're say it's late afternoon for you guys okay had a and... sneaking suspicion about this window fellas like we might have to yeah. wait till night possibly yeah. let me try this uh hank can can hank close the door behind them and then reopen it and look out in the hallway has anything changed you do so nothing remarkable happens um well, uh, I'm going to roll a search roll, and what do you fellas think about waiting here to the night time? See if anything yeah. happens. And see what's on TV. Yeah, uh, but Hank wants to do like a thorough search of everything outside of what just all By the way, in. no TV. See what's <laughs> on the radio. Oh, shit, don't, I don't want to hear that music. Living in the sunshine, loving in the sunshine, having a wonderful time. God, make it stop, make it stop. Hank, can I say Hank does a general search of the area before they kind of settle down? He got a 53 under 58 success. Um, yeah. So, you, you guys, do you all begin to kind of look around? I assume we're looking deeper into what's going on. Yeah, sure. I'll roll as well, just in case I get a critical yeah, Benedict yeah go ahead and do those rolls let's see have y'all ever seen that dude actually perform that song I yeah that was awesome <laughs> Tiny He's... Tim oh is that his name he looks just as strange as you would expect yeah. someone who sings that song to look <laughs> uh, tiptoe through the tulips highly recommended YouTube watching <laughs> alright um you guys are looking around. Uh, Hank got a success. The other two of you got failures. You guys are looking around, and you know one of the first things that you notice, um, like maybe Benji, Benji, you pick up the wastebasket. There's a little wastebasket there, like you know, in the bathroom, and in it is one of those, um, it's one of those Gideon Bibles, you know, that are like in a lot of hotels. It's like thrown away in the wastebasket, and you take it and set it aside. And, and you see that there is a napkin and it's uh, crumpled up. You un... You know, you, you pull it apart and you see that it is a napkin from the Gateway Bridges restaurant. Um, which mm. is something... The same restaurant where you met Barbus. It is the same napkin, type of napkin where you... That you found the diagram of the lion drawn on it. And as you uncrumple this one you see a diagram of another bizarre 
uh, machine. Mm. This one has no no writing on it. It's just another one of these weird diagrams. Um, Benedict, you are um, you're looking around and you open the dresser drawer. You pull it open and you instantly kind of stumble back as it seems that a face is looking up at you. Oh, God. As you look at it, you realize it's not a face. It's a mask. It's a paper mache, not terribly well-made, mask. Uh, It's just like a flat, kind of expressionless white face. And underneath it, you pull it out. There's like this silvery cloth. And as you pull it out, it's like a, a robe, like this like flowy, silvery, like a polyester kind of cloth. Um, Wasn't there a man in a silver robe why, in 95? Yes, there was. Yes, it was in the police file of that Abigail Wright had been mugged or assaulted inside her building uh, by a man wearing silver robes and a mask. So, yeah, good catch. Hank, Hank, you you're kind of looking around and you see that Benji throws that Gideon Bible to the side. You pick it up and you, you thumb through it. You know, it's like, you're like thinking, Oh, maybe there's like, you know, a note or something in here. It falls out. You know, that's kind of what you're looking for, but something catches your eye about the area that, you know, Psalms should be or something, you know, like a little bit more than that, you know, around halfway ish. Um, you maybe just catch one of the words. You see something that jumps out at you. You see the twin black suns. You see the word, those words. You stop. I don't know how much Bible reading Hank has done in his days, but that doesn't sound like something from the old Bible. Uh, you begin to read closer and you realize very quickly the words. Like, Everything is exactly laid out in the exact same text in the exact same format that a Bible would normally be laid out. But the words have all been replaced. And as you start reading, you quickly slam the book shut as you realize the words inside this have become the king in yellow. But like I said, it's it's not like uh, someone took the pages out and put a king in yellow. It's like someone wrote the king in yellow or replaced every word in here exactly where it was with lines from the king in yellow. Hank throws it on the bed and is like, fellas, don't read that. Yeah. Um, Benedict is in a state of mind where he would probably put the mask on as a joke and turn around. Sure. <laughs> Okay. I guess it's too late. <laughs> it's, too, it's too late. You do so, and it's annoying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the other Actually, two. Uh, the other two look at you like, "Come on, really? After everything we've been through, really?" <laughs> Let me try some. Why don't you put on that mask and that robe? And read from that book I threw on the. Oh, I think that would be a great idea. Uh, 
Uh, no, in all seriousness, this is not the time uh, for comedy, but Bible you could has... break my friend. That is absolutely not canon. We still have Gravedigger. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, and you know, and you do this, you do this, Benedict, and no one seems terribly entertained. You, I imagine Benedict frowns and pouts a little bit as he opens the next drawer, and as he does, he sees a big, thick file. Um, it looks like a, I mean, like a massive file stuffed with all sorts of documents that literally has a string tied around it and then tied in a knot and stamped just large as life right there on top. It's a green triangle. Oh, damn. Oh, I think I've found them. Juicy. What you got he over there, Benedict? Puts it on, he throws it on the bed and says, do we, do we want to open this up? We know the symbols. Absolutely. There's probably right. like on, written on here somewhere. It's probably like, do not open <laughs> something like that. It says, it says I'm a stickler for this kind of stuff, but it says do not open. Are we sure? We have been tasked <laughs> with getting to the bottom of this and, uh, Surely it's not as dangerous as what I just looked at in this Bible as he puts it back in the drawer. Yeah. Um, it's evidence. Well, it's got to be evidence, is what Hank thinks. Like, you know. Now we have to open it up. You you open it and, you know, what falls out, I mean, there's a lot of things. A lot of them are like newspaper clippings. And they're in French, they're in German, they look to be in Spanish, and English. And many of them talk about um, different different plays and different showings of these different events you come to the conclusion like man i think that these are these are delta green's documentations of times when the king in yellow was shown and to an audience like literal play yes um throughout the throughout the documents meant almost every one of them is stamped with you know some type of delta green like symbol and the whole file, I mean, it's so massive and there's so much in here and it appears that someone has written notes all throughout. You see the same hand has written notes all over the file and on the top of the file is um, is a word in French that I can probably almost certainly not pronounce. Um, it is... Type it out. Let's see God, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll type God, it out. Give it a go. Uh, We're not gonna. This is a safe space joke. Uh, that's that's the word. I think it's a do. Twelve. Do and me. Do and do me. Do and me. Do and me. Do we? Is it do and Yeah. Okay, I we're gonna say do and It says do and bureau, um, across the top. Um, you. I mean, there's a lot here. It's going to take a lot to read it. You're going to have to spend some time with this file, basically. So it if seems you want these to... fellas were on the same task as we are right now. Also, one last So what thing. does that mean? That's like two or something like that. Two. Second. Right. Second. Well, do, do is two. I you guess guys know better than I do. I don't know. Right. You can um, Google it, I guess. So second. Um, so, okay. I will tell you something else too. As you open it and begin fumbling through it, a 
card slides out of it. A magnetic key card. Okay, pick it up, it investigate modern. it. Does it say anything? It looks blank, except that they're at the bottom, bottom corner, there seems to be like a brand name or something, which is Imag- Imagico. It seems to be like a weird brand name for the card. Um, and written across in a sharpie is um, D-P-H. D is in dog. P is in dog. P as in papa. H is in hotel. H is in ho. All right. <laughs> um, uh, if nobody else wants to, Benji will spend some time with the book while we wait for dark. Where okay. was the second stamped on top of? Just like a random page. It's just on the wait. folder itself, on the file. Oh, it's on holy the shit! File hey guys. We got a free ticket here. DPH, Dorchester Psychiatric Hotel. Oh. Wait, what was that last word I just said? I think I just Hodel. had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I need to lay down, guys. <laughs> do, you mean, do you mean hospital? <laughs> nice. <laughs> we all get to watch uh, Dace as a person have a stroke uh, right this here is... on camera. Dave's Seems like someone was better damage. at sleight of hand than you were. Benji? Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna remind me. Uh, yeah. nice. Okay, well now we have a straightforward way of at least sneaking into the facility if we want to go that route. Um, but, uh... There, there are okay. two other things you guys notice as you are going through the room. Um... Does anyone have a... Hank, what's your forensic skill? Uh, hold on. Uh, 32. Okay. Um, as you guys are looking, you know, one of the things you notice is that the phone that's sitting there in the room is like a really old-fashioned, like, rotary phone. Really old-fashioned. Um if any of you picks it up and like attempts to like call out to the front desk or anything, you don't get anything. Um, and the last thing is that Hank, you know, as you, you know, you guys are looking at this file, maybe Benji sits down and starts to kind of parse through it. Hank, you, you kind of like look under the beds and there's two queen beds in here, right? Um, you look at one of the beds, particularly the one that's closer to this weird non window. And you can see that around the base of the bed, you know, where the leg of the bed meets the carpet, maybe you kind of pick it up a little bit or something to kind of look at it, you know, just to kind of see, you know, if it's been moved or something. And you see something that you are 90% sure is the remnants of blood at the bottom of these, of the bed that looks like there was probably a significant amount of blood spilled on this carpet that then soaked in and around the feet of the bed. Mm. Shit. Uh, uh, it looks like something might have already gone down here, fellas, and I bring everyone's attention to this. It's, it's like, visible, I guess, once you can spot it, right? Like, 
Has yeah, it I was been cleaned. It or it has been. It cleaned, looks like it's, been, it's been cleaned. It's been cleaned from the carpet, but it looks like some of it was was okay. missed. And you, and it's like imagine you know the bed has four legs. There is enough blood. Whatever happened here to get from one leg, like at the foot of the bed, to the other leg. That's a significant amount of blood. Something already we... went down here, fellas. Uh, let's uh, check under the bed see if we can see anything. We move the bed aside and see if there's any clues as to like. You see it there under the bed. There looks to be more stained. Like you can tell that maybe they didn't do as good of a job here. But there was a lot of blood spill. If you guys continue to look around and kind of like follow the blood, Hank, you see on the bottom of this weird window sill that leads to nowhere. It looks like there might have been a significant amount of blood on the window sill at one point in time, mm. and even maybe spilled down the wall. Um, but it looks like that might have been a source or something. There was some blood on both. There was a lot of blood spilled on the carpet and up this non-window. I hesitate to call it a window because it's really not. We need to be on guard. Whatever happens tonight. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Benji sits down they... in a cozy corner with a book and starts reading. Are there any signs of occult-like stuff? Besides the mask and the file with all the king and yellow stuff <laughs> and the book. Gideon Bible. And the, and the blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My <laughs> Is that what you're end. asking about? <laughs> Other than that, though. Other than all Can that we get any? Is there anything sides? suspicious in this room, Joe? <laughs> what I'm asking. Is there anything <laughs> out of the ordinary? Me, I retract my question. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Do any of these signs overlap with some of the rituals described in Demon Web? Or the uh, the big binding that Marbus had? In the Ars Goetia. In the Ars Goetia. Uh, nothing rings a bell. Like, there is a, there is a ritual described in the Ars Goetia, and Benji can tell you about it. No, there's a, a ritual there described, but eh, like it involves like making us carving a sigil or laying out a sigil on the ground and sitting in it and lighting some candles and saying some stuff. It's you don't see anything particular. So none of that, yeah. just blood. Okay, just just blood. It was a fair question. Just All a right. little blood. Just out of curiosity, Benji is going to call the take the cell phone and call the number. What cell phone? The oh, cell phone with Citri's Citri symbol okay. on it. Okay. And you're calling Curiosity. What uh, the number that said meet me at such and such hotel. No, he sent that out. Oh, fuck me. Marvis sent that out to someone who was concerned about him in Vegas. And whoever yeah. was concerned about him, presumably, what's his name? Michael Agent Vega. Presumably was sending to him, and that's why they came to this hotel, is what I'm thinking. Mm. But you could try still calling that number, the text number. The concerned loved one number is what you're talking about. Yeah. Somebody else want to do that while I read? (laughs) Not really. (laughs) I'll do it. (laughs) I'll do it. This is important work to do. You just delegated the eight tasks to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> a bit of all people. 
Yeah, take this demon phone and phone this number. Okay. Don't forget your high stats charisma. <laughs> Just don't, don't dial 666. Or 6669. Nice. <laughs> okay, um, so you're gonna use the Citri cell phone to call the, the concerned loved one? Yeah, try and actually call Citri. Well, actually, I'm sorry that you you know that that the concerned loved one is Ophelia Citri. Mm-hmm. Okay, you call the number and it eventually goes to voicemail. You hear, "Hi, hey, it's so Oph- it's Ophelia. Please leave a message. Bye." And then it goes. Shuts it off. Can we try the other number? The the agent. The DEA agent. Hard Yeah, if you want to try, you want to try Ruben, you can, by all means. Mm-hmm. Rub, Ruben Hardick. Yeah. Um, you call, and you get a, you know, it rings for a minute, and the, the phone picks up, and you hear, don't hang up, don't hang up, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, don't hang up, hold on. And you hear like the sound of it. it. Sounds like the phone's like being put in someone's pocket, you know, and moved around and that kind of thing. Um, eventually, you can it, get to... can it put it on speakerphone for everyone. Okay. And I thought you were going to be like, quiet. I seriously thought you were going to be like, a bit of hangs up. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> All right. Uh, you, as you, um, you know, you, you, you hear eventually it gets to a place like. And it's kind of echoey. It sounds like you hear like the sound of a door opening and then the sound of like someone going down some stairs. And eventually you're here. Uh, Mike, Mike, where the fuck are you? Hello? Just going just gonna to keep quiet. Mike. Mike, I swear to God, I do not have that. You are in a fuck ton of trouble. What the hell were you thinking? Mike. Hello? Hello? And then the, uh, the, the you shut it off. Okay, uh, about five seconds after you shut it off, it rings. It's that number again. Oh, it's hold on, gives hold it on. to Hank. Fucking gives it to Hank. He's like, <laughs> uh, Hank turns it on. Okay, you answer again. Mike, Mike, look, is this, look, are, like, where are you? What's going on with you, man? Look, you can talk to me. This isn't Mike. And there, it's really quiet. Uh, what the fuck have you done with Whitmer? Is he okay? Are you listen, cartel? For, you, for your safety, uh, no. But for your safety, the less you know, the better. Trust me. We're trying to help your friend. But we, he might have gotten into something a little bit more dangerous than cartel. Who can is I, this? Can I, well, first, uh, you're in no position to ask that, so we need to know who this is. Can I confirm this is what's his name? Uh, that we looked up. Uh, yeah, the, the name of the person that I totally Ruben know. Hardrick. Hardrick. Is this <laughs> Ruben Hardrick. Ruben Hardrick. Yes, he's Hardrick. How do you know who I am? Who is this? Are you? Benedict points to his badge. <laughs> the FBI. Yeah. Tell him you FBI. Who was that? 
Did someone say that you guys are FBI? No. What? Shh. Listen, no, like, no, like I said, I can still hear him in the background. The, the yeah, less I know, the better. It, I'm trying to read over here. <laughs> <laughs> so we are trying to help your friend and find him. Up. How long has he been missing? This is FBI, by the way. Since everyone else. In the room <laughs> by the was. way, if you didn't, if you didn't pick it up, uh, this is FBI. <laughs> um. Let me see. Why does he uh, think this phone is Whitworth? Mm-hmm. It's, it wasn't Barbus's phone. It was in the kitchen. It, yeah, it was. Okay. Let me see. This is Michael's phone. Mm-hmm. It says, Mike's. He's been missing since 9 July. Where'd you find this phone? Is he okay? Is he with you? He is not with us. Uh, so we. Uh... Give me some type of. Give me some type of check. Okay. Um, never persuade or, or or charisma or something. Let's try persuade. Let's try persuade. Failure. Eighty-seven over seventy. Right. Listen, I don't know who the hell you think you are. Mike is a DEA agent. That we're trying to handle this in-house, and I don't know if you're telling me that he's been investigated by you guys too. He's not a bad guy. I don't know what he got tra- what he got wrapped up in. But you tell me where he is or we're done here. I can't say that, sir. Uh, Can't give me that. Me. It's me. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. My name is uh, Matador. Uh we've been assigned to this case. Um I have name. bad news. <laughs> I think you have a dumb face, sir. You haven't seen my face. That's what you think. Your friend. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think we have a situation with Michael. He didn't mention Michael's name, right? He just said Whitworth. He's, he said Mike. Yeah. Okay. I think we, we have a situation with Mike, and we're trying to unpack it. And we need information to try and understand what's happening. Is that a is that a role that you're trying to do there? Sure, Sounds that's like a persuade the, to try and you can, you can take that at a negative twenty because Hank has already failed. I do your charisma. Isn't your charisma higher? You're trying to white yep. walk it back. Hey, mm. um, when if you find if you guys find Mike before I before we do, you better hang hand him over. Click. Oh motherfucker! Fuck. Benji didn't get a turn. You're reading! Phone him back. Phone him back. Let's <laughs> call him back. Benji, call, call him back. Tell him the truth. He's dead. Benji calls him back. <laughs> are, you, are you actually going to do this? Yes. All right, you call him back. This better be good. <laughs> are you named after the sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I ate the Reuben sandwich. My dad's, beef been a, my dad's been a lot of time at Arby's. <laughs> uh, so I can respect that, brother. I'm, I'm not right. doing this with you. I'm All hanging right. up. All right. I, love I, love you. You. I love you. I love you. I don't know what just happened. I thought we were going to tell him the truth. Um, oh, man. Well, since we're waiting, right. we might as well call the other number. Wait, no, the other number is to the hospital. 
the Dorchester house. Let's phone Should it. Should we find out who his up? contact is? Mm-hmm. If you All phone right. it, you get the Dorchester front desk. Um, someone answers mm. the phone. Like probably, probably Gail again. The person who is manning the front desk is hello, hello, it's Dorchester Middle uh, Psychiatric uh, Hospital. It's uh, it's Whitworth. It's Michael here. Then hit uh, put me through. Ooh. Oh, uh, I'm I'm sorry. I I don't think I. I'm sorry. I, I don't think I. I'm, a, I'm aware. Are, are you trying to contact a patient, sir? No. No, no. Uh, put me through to Dr. Dallin, please. Thank you. Uh, who's calling again? Michael Whitwer. He will know who I am. Um, okay. Uh, one, one moment. And there's a... Such a long shot. There's a brief pause, and after after a minute, the phone picks up. Who is this? It's Richard. <laughs> it, it, it's it's Doctor Dallin. It's definitely Doctor Dallin. Michael. Richard. This is uh, Mr. Whitworth. This is not Mr. Whitworth. But we need to have a chat, my friend. Who is this? Is this Agent Mat- Matador? <laughs> 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 That's correct. Yes, we do need you to understand have a, why uh, we a need conversation. To yeah. I will see you presently, sir. And he puts down the bug. Yeah. Okay. Is, what, uh, what if we check... What if we dial voicemail? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. If you access the voicemail of the phone, you hear two sets of voicemails. A set from uh, the DEA agent um, Ruben, whatever the hell his name is, um, which is basically a series of emails saying, "Where are you?" And it's what it sounds like. He says things like, "You know, like Mike, like you know, hey, the the higher ups they say that you're that you're like miss that you booked a flight to Boston using the company using the agency card. Like, what's going on, man?" Like, hey, call me back. I can vouch for you, but let me know what's happened. And it goes from there. He gets more and more desperate. And there's like, you know, he's like, have you flipped? Have, did the cartel get to you? You know, let me know you're okay. We're worried. Mike, you know, like they're looking, they're watching your house. Like, where are you? Call me. I can help you. Things like that. And he just, and just continues on. And the other voicemails you hear are a woman's voice. And at first it's like, you know, like, you know, hey, hey, hon, you know, no, you're, uh, no, you're out, you know, no, you're out saving the world and all, uh, just give me a call when you get back, you know, love you. And it continues on. Then eventually there's a voicemail. It's like, Mike, what the fuck? You can't just send me a text like that and expect me not to worry. Like, what the hell's going on? Are you going to be okay? Like meet you with the boxer. What the hell does that even mean? Like, call me back. And they keep getting more and more desperate um, as this woman is, you know, calling him, reaching out to him. This is the woman who you guys are, the number for Ophelia uh, Citri. So who knows how long they've been missing at this point? Mm -hmm. Uh, You said July 9th, was it? Yep. You guys are currently on, I believe, 
It is late afternoon of 4 September. Hmm. I wonder if she ever came to check on him at this hotel. Oh, God. So Benedict is idly looking at Demon Web 101, and he's just found an entry for Saminga. Saminga. Samigina? Samahina? Samahina? Samahina, yeah. Wait, the, the girl? The mm. head nurse. Huh? The head nurse. The head nurse. There's a There's demon a named after the head nurse. Uh huh. What the fuck? What's the uh, what's it say there? As I imagine that that Benedict is sitting in is holding the Ars Goetia. He's reading Barbus's Ars Goetia. Yeah, he's what's become a little bit obsessed. Yeah. Uh, Samahina. Samahina is a great marquee of hell and reigns over 30 legion of demons. He speaks with a hoarse voice. He teacheth all liberal sciences and giveth account of dead souls that died in sin. He's depicted as an ass and then takes a human shape by the sect at the request of his master. Well, he teaches liberal sciences. He can't be all bad. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So there's these real people that have demon names that are listed in this Ars Galatia? Marbus, Citri, Samahina. Yeah, except Another. for person. We don't know who person is. Mm -hmm. Do we need to interrogate that head nurse? I think we need to interrogate Eventually, that head nurse. Eventually, for sure. Alright, uh, Hank's like, this is too much. I gotta, we gotta, I gotta rest. Uh, and he's just gonna sit down and wait for nightfall. Okay. Uh, like, you like you like lay on one of the beds and just hang out. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's gonna be like it takes Benji. It's gonna take you like four to six hours to dig but, into this book to read into this file. Um, but you guys are gonna be good with it. Like you guys gonna sit in there. Like I imagine maybe Benedict goes for like a like a an Arby's run or something real quick. Um, you know, like goes to grab you guys some food or something. And Hank is like resting there on the bed as, um, as Benji's reading through the file. Uh, one of the things that you find, Benji, is you find a picture of a man that has uh, some notes written on it. Uh, let me pull him up real quick if I can find it. Got that fucking Tiny Tim song stuck in my head now. Thanks for that. Fantastic. Box. Great news. Living in sunshine. Da, 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 I'm sunshine. Time. Sorry, I'm trying to find this I was just thinking about what if all the stuff's happening to us because we have a constant diet of Arby's. <laughs> just pretty much poisoned. Brad, you're going to lose our sponsorship. <laughs> You don't don't fuck with the sponsorship, Brad. I get that Arby's yeah. money. Uh, God, I thought I had a. F oh, I do. Here we go. Uh, so this is gonna be dropping in on the old roll twenty. Hmm. See a picture of this man. In um, in the evidence, the Delta Green kind of book. Yeah, in the book that um that uh. Benji is looking through. Got a 40s um, mobster kind of look. Yeah. And the uh, the 
photograph is of a man. He's wearing a uh, he's wearing a suit, and this picture is uh, labels him as an intelligence operative. And a bunch of the files are stamped with Delta Green stuff. Um, and you see that on the back of the photo, it says Medford, July 5th. It is a picture of this man walking out of Dr. Barbus's home. Hmm. Um, this man is, uh, and you see that there are several, there's like a small section of the file dedicated to this man, basically. And one of the things it says is there's a, a there's one of the photos of him has stamped across it, missing October 1951. Oh, wait. Is that when Darabondi went? Is that a date related to Darabondi? I believe Darabondi went missing in 1950. Okay. Hmm. I believe. So that's... Um, so... Of... Go ahead. I still don't know how... Uh, uh, Ellis got wrapped into all this. Dr. Barbus. So does that... Uh, maybe, like, that wasn't his house? Like, he maybe he started living in this house... And it's another like house built by Eric Bondi or something like that. And he just like once he got wrapped up to all this shit, then he moved into there because of its like ties to this night floor type thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It'd be. I'm just saying so I don't think it. that means he's like he's been visiting Darabont. I mean I don't think he's been visiting a uh, uh, Barbus since 1951. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. That's all it says about that guy. It doesn't give us like a name. Let me think. Maybe it was his yeah. house in 1951. Okay, maybe that's what we should. Yeah. That's it's like he lived there in 1951. Actually, thinking about it now, like looking at it, I think this would have his name in it because there's this file on him. You see the name on the back of one of the cards. You turn it over, and it has the name Emmett Mosby written on it. E M. Oh, man. What about that letter? That's on the letter just behind this photograph. Let's dig what that bitch it? up. What about Mosby? Dearest M. Yeah, let me zoom into it on here so we can see it. Made the crossing with Mosby. Yeah, yeah. A strange land could Mosby. All is well. The Towers of Gold are magnificent, and Yatil is a wonder. Say hello to V for me. V, Vega, or it could be one of the other two agents. I'm going to have to take a quick restroom break, but y'all continue discussing okay. this. So I wonder which crossing they're talking about. Is it the crossing from Carcosa to here, or vice versa? Yeah. And who the what hell... Third V name? It was Vega, Venus, and Victor. 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 God, yeah. nothing makes sense. No. Crossing with a strange little man. Why so there? These guys have collected information about Mosby 
or they're at least aware of Mosby, who left the house. I'm racking my brain trying to figure out who could be the author of this letter. Like, who would have crossed over with Mosby? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've got nothing. I don't think we have well, nothing for. Well, you know, and as you guys, you know, as you're looking at this, you know, there might be another situation. You might flip over. Um, actually, now that I think about it. Well, I think the biggest thing that's, I think the oddest thing is this picture of, you know, you have these pictures of him listed in 1951. And then obviously there are the pictures of him in Medford at that house, at Barbus's house. And as you look at it, it looks to be a fairly recent photo. Like it looks to be a photo that was probably taken this last summer that the house looks very similar. It's all kind of grown up and dilapidated. You know, that you maybe you can see one of the uh, cars, one of the neighbor's cars in the background, and it's a modern car, maybe a car that you remember when the neighbor's driving. So we definitely, you know, you're definitely looking at a picture of a man who is apparently some type of intelligence agent back in 1951, and then someone looking remarkably like him walking around in 2015. Maybe we can get Hank to do a background search on him. Through his agency. Yeah. I've got some other stuff, but I I really want Brad to come back for it. No, Benedict. Well, I got you here. I just wanted to talk to you about that Hank guy. Mm. (laughs) Kind of a shitbag, ain't he? He's like... No, Hank has also gone to the bathroom. Kind of a dirty shit sucker. Kind of a, a bag of dicks. I... I hate to agree with you again, but... You got a face like a barrel full of smashed assholes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so, like, well, tell me, back on point, getting away from this, uh, this incredibly stimulating banter, what is, uh, gotcha, what do you, th- what do you think Benji's take, like, what do you, how do you think Benji feels about this stuff as he's, like, pulling it all out and looking at it? Confused. Now, that's an easy yeah. one confused yeah um we're to that classic point of any delta green story where there's just so much information flying around um mm-hmm. and it's impossible and to make to, sense of it and just trying to make the connections of it's hard yeah it now is. that uh, we find out that... anything new no oh nothing to report <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to listen to the podcast to figure it out okay No, nothing. Uh, Joe's about to reveal some really important information to us. Okay. Uh, Joe, I think we can't hear you. Whoops. Sorry. I muted my, my mic when I hit it. Um, it was super enticing. Um, Benji, as you continue to read through this, you find a picture that it's a black and white photograph that falls out and it's marked 19 or sorry it's marked 1895 mm-hmm. um and you see that it is like a photocopy of a very old picture um it is labeled with a piece of masking tape across the bottom of it that just says marvis um there are two actors 
like two people who are like dressed up in those like ruffled necked kind of clown jester outfits. Oh lord. And they're standing there like in like funny poses. Uh, there's two of them. There's a, a tall African-American man, and the other one is a uh, a very light-skinned white woman. Um, Hank, as you're looking at this, you both automatically recognize Dr. Barbus is one of these guys, is this guy. He's, he's dressed in like a clown outfit? Like a... Yeah, and he's like all like funny posed. Okay. And then Hank, though, Hank... Hank, you look at this woman. You think you recognize her. You think this is the woman who you saw through the window upstairs in Barbus's house. What the fuck? Yeah. As you guys look at this, you can tell that this photo looks old. And, and Benji, with your high history skills, I know you have a really high history. You're looking at this and looking at the. This is the skyline of Paris. But this is pre- World War One and pre-World War Two, Paris. You think this this date on here, eighteen ninety-five? You think that might be accurate? This is Barbus mm. and this woman that was in his house. Yeah, everyone, Trust please me. roll me that sanity check. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, the success. Forty-five under fifty-four. Tell me what you get. Success, Benji. Thirty. 30 under 37. I got an 89 over 50. Do you want to take the damage or it's one sanity damage? Do you want to take the damage or do you want to deflect? I'll, I'll deflect that. Okay, roll that d4 I'm real two. quick. My poor little pup in your guinea. Jesus. Papa New Guinea. That's a two. Alright, uh, so Papa New Guinea takes one bond damage and two willpower, yes. I mean, maybe I was completely wrong, because I don't know. Uh, Barbus didn't seem like some kind of... I don't know. He didn't give off the vibes of being some ancient person. I don't... I seems told to you say. from the first episode, this guy was a clown. I fucking called it early on. The yeah. fuck? You continue to look through Benji, and you find more notes scrawled on a piece of paper you find notes written in a shaky hand that say words copy themselves question mark call O like just the letter O making books in the house question mark Dallin 9 on July 8th mace stun gun zip ties put in D. H, as in the letter D-H, then raid Medford House and burn. It seems to be notes that the note-taker was writing to themselves. And lastly, real quick, this is going to be an odd one, but just, uh, uh -huh. Dorchester House, yeah. So the last thing here, Hank, make me a... Okay, let me just ask, Brad, let me ask you, so Hank is sitting here. It's taken at least, like I said, four to six hours for Benji to go through all this stuff. Hank, you are laying on the bed resting. Does Hank fall asleep? Sure. I knew I could count on you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, he didn't grin. <laughs> You're smiling like the fucking Chestershire cat right now. 
<laughs> Cheshire Cat. Benji. So imagine there's like a close-up on Benji as he's continuing to look through these. And it's been several hours. You know, Benji, you're looking through all these papers and you find a... You find a section of... That's talking about the play, about the king in yellow. The play, you're reading it. Benji's looking at it and there again are these notes to the side. And they say, West window during sleep? Question mark? And then right at that moment, the camera zooms in to, to like Hank's face. His, he's laying on his back. His hands are kind of over his chest as his eyes combat the sleep. As his eyes close and crease. And maybe Benedict, maybe Benedict is like coming out of the bathroom or something. Rises right? happens. Benji, you say, you see. What is, what is that? What? West window during sleep. And again, there's that close up as Hank's eyes completely close. And you look over, and where there previously was no window, there is now a full fledged window that is open into what looks like an underwater scene that's rippling and moving before all of you and that is where we will end for today oh my god <laughs> crazy shit man what? this gets crazier and crazier there really okay you're saying we're underwater right it's like a i didn't say that oh you said an underwater <laughs> scene seems to be water sleepy water who's to say what, what? if it's like Bioshock. That's what my mind went to first. It's just, uh... I'm going to say, as Benji, as you're looking through this, like, literally, I mean, it looks like you can see it. Imagine you're looking at the top of water as it's rippling and moving, except it's horizontal, where the pane of glass should be. And you Mm. seem to be looking through and into another hotel room, much like the one you're in. Some little differences. And Benedict, you're standing there. I imagine Benedict's coming out of the bathroom and he's like drying his pants on his hands on his pants <laughs> and just stops and is staring. And then he and Benji look at each other. You guys look back at the window. And she's is like it empty? We'll talk about it next time. No, you can't what? Hey, hey Benedict, you ever play that, that classic game Super Mario sixty four? I think we got a Super Mario 64 situation on our hands. What in God's name do you mean by that? (laughs) What does that got to do with underwater? (laughs) It's like jumping into into paintings in Super Mario 64. Okay, okay. You win this time, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Victory. Uh, All right. Man. Awesome. What What a a ride. what, What a wild ride. Man. All right. Well, everyone listening, everyone watching, and thank you for coming along in this little journey with us. Uh, we really appreciate you know you tuning in. Uh, head on over to r slash Greenbox Gaming. Uh, that's kind of our headquarters where a lot of the episodes get posted and stuff like that. Um, keep on the lookout. I was actually recently talking to the guys over at Art Dream Publishing. Um, I wanted to make sure I do things right. I never want to use any of their assets in a way they don't like, right? 
I was talking to them recently and they said, yeah, it would be fine for me to include the assets, include the art that we talk about at the Reddit, like on the Reddit thread. So what I'm going to go back and do is I'm actually, if you go to the Reddit and you look at, say, episode one, season two, I'm going to include in that post, I'm going to include pictures that we talk about. So those of you listening on the podcast can see the stuff that we've been talking about. Nice. That's a good idea. And we can fucking cross-reference to see if you've been holding out on any (laughs) information. To see how bad of a handler I am? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) No. Just uh, paranoia. Yeah, Yeah, but r slash Greenbox Gaming and then on Twitter, those are probably our two biggest places to follow us. And listen, if you really like this, if you're right up here listening to this episode now, and you're like, man, I can't, I don't want to wait a week for the next episode... Well, come on over to uh, Patreon slash Greenbox Gaming underscore, no spaces, uh, and join join the Patreon. Uh, you know, I'd like to give another shout out to the OG5, to Steve, Kyle, Peter, Stuart, and Andre. Man, thank you guys for supporting us. You pay for us to be able to host the podcast, for us to, you know, for our bandwidth stuff, and our subscriptions to Rule 20 things like that you help make the podcast better we really really appreciate your support all hail die yes all hail the five <laughs> do they get they get special demon names i think demon web 101 names we could probably They're on. <laughs> I, if demon 101 if that domain was ours i would 100 percent add <laughs> these guys so um yeah please just give us your social security numbers and we'll have That's those we legal name changes Whipped up in it, Jeff. <laughs> we'll, we'll get those to you. Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you. Thank you for joining me. Thank oh, you. For wonderful journey. G- was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But thanks for everyone listening, everyone watching. Uh, we look forward to uh, look forward to the next episode. Come and join us for it. And uh, I guess that being said, we will see you next time. Bye. Later. Later. Later.